Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Kim. This is Stuart. Scott. And our buddy Ross. Welcome back. Hello everybody. Yay, Ross is back. By popular demand. By popular demand. We all voted him back. (laughs) (laughs) Made our jobs easier. It's a democracy. (laughs) Yeah. And we have another new podcaster, kick-ass little kid maybe. We Mm -hmm. have a new grand nephew and scott is now a grandpa Woo-hoo, scott oh, congratulations what? what where's my walker we always <laughs> knew you were old but now we have a sign <laughs> yes Christmas. little jensen rhett was born overnight which is why we're recording a day late yep yep but it was well worth it Cute yes kid. We're so very congratulations excited. yeah new podcaster in the future and to josh and sarah congratulations everybody yep absolutely (laughs) very cool well we are going to be recapping episode two of season two of fear the walking dead entitled we all fall down so i'm gonna go first if it's okay by all means bring it i really like this episode i think this season is getting better and better and the opening scene was the best scene of the entire episode when the walker emerged from the water and the sun was setting in the background it was it was like beautiful. It was like kind of romantic. Especially, especially when that second walker rose out uh, of the water. Yes. yes, that was real creepy. That was yeah. That was yeah. Awesome. I had no idea that it was even there. Yep. Yeah. So I really like this episode. Brian. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent with Kim. Uh, I thought it was, in in my opinion, the best one yet. The scenery. I thought the cinemat like the cinematography, like the scenery, all the not only that, like the opening beach scene, but like uh, you know, just the how they showed. And I think they they. Uh, basically alluded to it you know just the stars um the nightscape um you know the beauty of that whole area that off the coast of california and you know that whole sanctuary that's i mean they they really did a great job and with plus it. yeah they're messing and with you too at the start because you think that you think yeah, the kids they, are like totally unprotected yeah. Yeah. so as the, the camera angles right. were messing with you right. as well and i think i i think i heard somewhere that that was that it was actually modeled after uh catalina island Right, which has the right, famous right. Catalina wine mixer. The fucking Catalina <laughs> wine mixer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that alcohol <laughs> reference in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love it. That's Go sell right. some they're, helicopters. Yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, they're right They're right near uh, San Diego, right? So Catalina Island being right off the coast of San Diego there. So, uh, And especially, you know, alluding to the ferry and the people, the walkers coming in that opening scene where I, I think they maybe even had mentioned were people that had, you know, mm-hmm. from the ferry. Um, I know there was mention of it later in the episode too. But uh, I thought it was the best one yet. Uh, the contrast there with the, this, the, the beauty of the scenery and then still bringing the whole horror of the situation into it um, was great. And then, of course, whenever kids are involved, it just... Dude, just really <laughs> makes it that yes, much it more does. sensitive and uh, puts everybody on the edge of their seats, yep. you know. And uh, there was a lot of focus on the on the youth, on the kids in this Yeah, especially one. when they don't use them in uh, a very bratty way. I mean, these kids were not brats by any means. Right, right. It wasn't a bunch of attitude and, and tantrums or nothing like that. It was, it was kids who were, you know, uh, 
dealing with the situation the way they know how to uh, at this point. And uh, I thought it was great. Cool. I like it. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was really good too. I think um, you know they're on a good streak here. I mean, they only had a couple of them, but no, it's been. Um, I think that you know they're being pursued at the start of this, and I think that was the main thing I was coming in expecting to see what was going to happen. You know, what, what's the thrill? Of who, you know, who's pursuing them? Is this the, the guy that uh, the new boyfriend that Alicia was talking to on the radio? Boyfriend. And uh, well, <laughs> whatever. That's <laughs> taking it far. Lover. Yeah. Okay. Well, taking a little too far. But anyways, so they're being pursued coming into this, and then um, everything that happened going through the entire episode, like I wasn't even bothered that we didn't get to see who those people were. Yeah. And I think that exactly. you know, the the story just right. ran perfectly. The timing was great, and um, I think they did a good job with this one. It's exciting because I mean, at the end. Uh, I was wanting more. I didn't want it to end. I, I think I even posted on Twitter that was like, you know, was, I looked at my watch and there was 10 minutes left. I was like, crap, because I wanted to see, what, yeah. what, you know, what else was going to happen. So um, I'm looking forward to next week for sure. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was immensely impressed by the episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I kind of like the idea of um, having a self-contained episode where a situation is resolved within the hour episode instead of having, you know, if we were watching The Walking Dead, they probably would have uh, been on the island for six days. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it was it was great the way it was resolved. And, and it still um, was able to shock me a little bit, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I didn't expect that. But uh, so the some of the stuff with the kids and all was just really shocking in the end. Um, and the characters were very interesting. Um I, I just thought that it was a very powerful episode, and uh, and it's great to have that kind of change of pace. I mean, it gave us enough of the backstory going on, but it was really nice to be able to have just a one self-contained episode. Whenever The Walking Dead does it, it's usually focused on one character. Mm-hmm. But this was focused on all right. the characters together in a situation. Right. Like a self-contained episode. Like That, the, uh, that reminds me, Scott, of like The um, Walking Dead with the Morgan episode with the cheesemaker where he basically became the Zen master, you know, to your point, you know, focusing on one character, but a self-contained episode within a, you know, yeah. within of itself. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I like that this one though broke the mold a little bit by actually involving the whole crew and, you know, on the walking dead, we always see them getting split up or, right. or, you know, one character. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't really want to compare this show to The Walking Dead. That's not my focus on that. I just like the fact that it was a cool, self-contained episode. Um, now, don't get me wrong. On the flip side, I don't want to see every week them putting ashore at some new problem, and then moving on the next week to the next one and so forth. I don't see that happening. Like it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it that they're going to be running upon Gilligan's Island every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like you said, I am very interested in uh, next week's episode. It looks very interesting. Yeah, but there's so much more depth to the whole storyline now. I mean, yes, I mean, there's, without a doubt. I, 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 there's just so many possibilities to what they can do with it. And mm-hmm. I think, like, to your point, Scott, it was great that they allowed the characters, uh, Maddie, to figure out um, the, the woman. Was it Melissa, the wife? Yeah. yeah. And yep. Um, yep. and to have Travis figure out the guy, you know, I mean, these people had mm-hmm. quirks to them, and they allowed sure. him to figure that out 
without dragging it out over three episodes where they're like becoming mm-hmm. part of the you know the island and okay here we are safe here that you know when they first get there the the um husband even says why do you think it's safe here you know right. i mean it was just exactly you know it, and you know and part of me wants you know again i'm getting you know i I still don't find Travis to be my favorite character. Yeah. Because um, I really, he's holding on to the, to a normal life too much. Yeah. I mean. Well, there was there was know. still some back and forth like we had talked about in last our last discussion. Yeah. Uh, with because I mean what, it was a good question to say why do you think going to sea is any safer than being on land? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but Madeline answered it pretty well by saying you know hey at least we have the opportunity of finding something better. If you stayed here, you would be getting what you get. Well, you know, I was going to make the comment, too, that I think this story is moving along a lot faster than The Walking Dead season Mm -hmm. one, because our characters know a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that our characters in The Walking Dead had to find out the Mm -hmm. slow way and the hard way. They already know that everybody's infected. They already know to shoot them in the head. Um, They already know what's going on with some major cities well i thought yeah this that region. was one of the benefits of this episode is it caught you up yeah. on a lot of stuff we found out a lot of stuff yeah. everything was gone up to the continental divide yeah so i think the writers are pretty smart with that because mm-hmm. they know that we as the viewers know all that stuff mm-hmm. and to have to sit through these characters trying to figure all that out again yeah is that would be pretty boring it just it, you know one thing right. that does strike me though is is a missed opportunity last season is that um if you got to go to an island to find a ranger to be able to find out what's going on out there, then what the hell was the army doing? You know, the army should have said something. They had, should have had more information about what was happening around the world. Well, they might have, but they're not going to divulge that information. No, they didn't divulge anything. Yeah, at that point. I mean, look at how uh, Cobalt was, yep. you know, such a secret, yeah. right? Yep. Cobalt. And, and Cobalt. some of the... the... I, I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not robot it's cobot some of the guys in the army they probably don't know what's going on it's the higher ups that know more than likely but right. this guy he had his own radio and he's the only one monitoring it so yep you know yep. and right. he's just a hippie who's just trying to be one with the universe uh he was he had a little ted kaczynski going on there um <laughs> digging a hole uh but uh, but at the same time, he was a likable character. Yeah, he was. You know, yeah. you, you could tell he I was a little so. odd. You know, something was a little bit off. But he was a nice guy. I mean, I love the fact that when he was talking to Travis and he was he was explaining to Travis that they were actually felt privileged to have them because it could have been anybody coming off that boat. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was friends. And I thought that was very right. poignant. Yeah. I thought that was a that was a nice uh, thing to finally see on this because we're also focused on what the bad guys are out there. Right. Well, that and and they're not the only family to have an escape plan in terms of killing everybody in the family as a unit. I mean, we saw that several times in The Walking Dead during various seasons where they would come upon a whole family unit in a house that had killed itself, had killed themselves as a group. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not too, their story is not too far-fetched. They're just coming at it from the very beginning. They're not thinking now that the apocalypse is happening now we're going to kill ourselves they i mean they had a plan established so or he did he did <laughs> they might not yes, go along exactly. with it but yeah <laughs> he had a well i you know the power pills i man. think yeah yeah the power <laughs> pills i did think though that i don't know what those are i want to hear you take your power pill 
that looks that looks like a skittle. But I want to ask you this question though: the the opening scene with the kids playing on the beach and the and the walkers at the fence. What was the what was the symbolism of the gift that the kids seemed to be putting together for the walkers? Well, should we go right into the episode then? Okay. Yeah, I think that's what Scott did. Okay. All right, that's I tried to transition. <laughs> okay. So. I think that I, I thought about that too, and I think it's kind of like the whole. Again, I hate to compare it to The Walking Dead, but the whole Lizzie thing, where the walkers or the infected in this case are their playthings. They don't have any other kids around, and so mm-hmm. these infected that come up to the fence are kind of holding their attention, <clears throat> and so they're they're offering them gifts as just a way to say, "Hey, I'll be your friend," and you know, like no. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a squirrel. Yeah, like Lizzie was given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lizzie was giving the other walkers um, names and leaving mm, them rats right. to play with and that sort of thing. Just a little piece. Yeah. Just look at the coral. Yeah, look at the coral. I, I do have a little oh, bit. God. <laughs> that's coral. that's pretty good, Stuart. Um, thanks. That was terrible. That was wonderful. That's what I'm here Bring for. Terrible, terrible comments. Yes. Um, I do have a little bit of a different take mm-hmm. on it. Um. I, I, the, the, the whole scene with, um, with Nick and the little boy, what was his name? I'm sorry. Uh, Harry. Yeah. Harry. When, um, Harry was introducing him to his toys and he was mentioning the, you know, he said, well, what are their names? And he said that, that, oh, these are the campers. These are the neighbors. This is uncle Kyle. This is the Colby's. And they had all been in his eyes taken care of, you know, they've been treated. Okay, so I wonder if the kids felt a familiarity with the the walkers Hmm. because they had been part of their community Mm -hmm. for a while before they had to be put down. Now, you know, I never thought about that because halfway through the episode when they showed the campground, I was wondering, I wonder if there were any campers on that island when the whole thing went down. And now... And the kid didn't say it in a scary way. Right. I mean, he, he said it in an affectionate way, like he knew these people. Right, but that makes sense. I mean, if there were other people on the island, which I'm sure there were, it's a it's an open to the public, um, the dad probably took care of them. Yeah. And and, and I'm thinking that uh, the kids uh, felt like that that was a proper thing to happen. Yeah. And if that was a proper thing to happen to those people that they were familiar with on the island, then these other people coming up were probably being handled properly too well yeah i mean they were secluded i mean they, right. there was you know obviously they um the wife was even talking about how or it was alluding to the fact that they hadn't really seen many people for a while and it was yeah. possibly before <laughs> the whole apocalypse thing even happened because i mean this guy well, he, was he, was trying to keep his family away from everybody well george right. even right. said right. that george exactly. when they first met him yeah. at the door george said that you know we haven't had anybody here in a long time mm-hmm yeah, I mean they're on a resort island, you know. <clears throat> I think they, you know, they showed it there off in the distance. There's, you know, they said there may be another three or four hundred people or something like that. I think George mm-hmm. alluded to. Um, they're on the island, so it's, you know, there's plenty of people there, right? It's just the fact that the little section that they're in is very much secluded. Well, right. no, he was saying that pe- the people that you could see from the dock, those were on the mainland. 
no, at no, a resort. They, I think they were, no, I thought they were no, on the island. That's part of the island. I think they were on the that's island. That's what I was too. trying to figure out. I couldn't tell if it was if that yeah, was Yeah, and that's why he had the fence up. That's why the fence was there it, right. was to separate them from the... I think what you were looking at is they, they were inside a preserve, right. and they were looking out at the resort. Gotcha. It looked more that fun over there. Right. Catalina Island that had the fairgrounds and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was on the same island. And that's why the guy was mending the fences. He was hoping that they wouldn't be noticed. Just out here mending the fences. Uh, yeah. Okay, because right. I thought that saying, they were on the mainland and he was saying that they were stranded no. there when the ferries went down. No, they, he, they were stranded on the island with them. Gotcha. Okay. Right, because the ferries were gone. Which right. makes sense why he, he yeah. was... Why they're asking why the hell are you staying here then? Right, because there's a bunch of them on the yeah. island also. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit there, but I mean, you know, it's, that's a little later in the in the episode, but it it shows that I mean, it stresses the point that they um they only have a matter of time, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, before they're going to be overrun. I mean, they they're doing what they can to 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 keep the perimeter clear. But there's still a lot of people yeah. <laughs> on the yeah. island with them, right? Yeah, and evidently the uh, the father, uh, George, has a very um, unique viewpoint on heritage and the family unit um, because of the way he, he kind of latched into uh, Travis and his heritage from New Zealand right. and so forth. Right, being Maori. Or, right, right. Yeah. Now, right. here's another good point. When this whole series started... Wasn't Travis portrayed as a Latino? I don't know if I could he was have actually sworn, per- portrayed as I, anything. I, I could have sworn that yeah. they made point to say that he was Latino. <laughs> but they kept talking. But, but I mean, I heard a lot about how the actor himself is from New Zealand, mm-hmm. but they right. weren't going to bring that into play. And now I feel like they've totally switched up the story a little bit, which is See, fine. Well, you're, you're saying they've definitely that switched they, it up. That the, yeah. Not the writers did, but that outside the show, when they're talking about the actor and his character and everything, that they were talking about him more as being Latina in the show. Well, I think Kim, Kim, was, Kim was saying that the writers actually the writers. portrayed it originally. And, and you may be right. I'd have to go back and look at that. Uh, but they have definitely uh, steered away from but that. But I'm saying yeah. not through the writing. Yes? Yeah. Uh, I think no, I thought what it was, Kim saying is there may have been a mention of it or yeah, something. I thought it was mentioned at the very beginning of season one. And you may be right. You may be right. You know, this they may have finally realized like, hey, you know, Travis, are you when they're writing this that uh that <laughs> you know, this was this was a great story arc that they could put in there, so maybe people won't remember that we said he was Latino in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. I I have to go back and look, but I could swear they had yeah. done that. No, you may be right. You may be right. Well, they show him in a lowrider. I think it was the second episode. <laughs> That's <right>. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh uh, exactly. Get a bandana on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> lowrider. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Oh, man. Well, um, well we, know, we know Salazar is Latino. That, yep. that we yep. know. Well, yeah. Yep, Daniel course, is definitely right. Latino. I, um, I thought he was Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Serenity now. Um, I think, uh, I thought it's, it's, I'm still excited to find out who's in the boat that's chasing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping we're looking at some pirates. Arr, prepare to be boarded. Arr. That would be awesome. Do you guys think it could be military? No. Have you thought about thought that? No, that? I haven't thought about that. 
but Could I don't be. think so. That was what I thought about that last episode. I was I was wondering if if um, I mean it's getting it's getting so desperate that military mm-hmm. now is going after large vessels. Yeah, maybe like a rogue unit just, or something. Well, he did. He was right. Making mention, and, um, Strand was talking about the bullet holes that were in the the ship that was overturned that they saw. And how big yes, the bullets military were. Military caliber. Yeah, and right. so that it would have right. to be There's from a, a turret, large yeah. vessel to carry something that big. Right. So, yep. um, right. yeah, it's and not. And he made mention that it was probably a military gun. Right. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not beyond possibility. Yeah, it is military. No, I mean, I hadn't considered it, Brian, but that's uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's so bad. I mean, they're napalming entire cities. Yep. You've got the open waters, you know, at this point. Who knows what the hell's going on, you know? Oh, I can imagine <laughs> so, there's lots of uh, independent yeah. units out there fending right, for themselves right. or ships. Espe- right, especially when, uh, like Kim was saying, you know, nobody knows. Uh, maybe just the higher-ups know what's going on. You've got, you know, a lot of craft out there in the water um, trying to find out what they can find out if nobody's letting them Shit, know what's Kevin happening. Kevin Costner could be out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could be Waterworld. Straight up Waterworld, <laughs> <Straight up, laughs> dude. Straight up. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, you know, actually though that 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 brings uh, kind of a thought to my head that it would be really cool if they have an episode where they run into a military vessel that, that's oh, yeah. out there yeah. surviving on something like a destroyer that's by itself or a submarine or something like that, or like a hovercraft. Dude. Oh, hovercraft, <laughs> dude! It could go on water and land. Mm-hmm. You could hover. It's crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. in that craft. Yeah, a hovercraft, a blimp. <laughs> there are no blimps. Yeah. Stop it. <coughs> they died in the 30s. They fell yeah. on New Jersey. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> but I think, yeah, back to my, my original statement, though. I, I wasn't really bothered that, um, you know, they're going, they got this side story where they're going to hide at the island. And I wasn't bothered yep. that uh, we didn't get to see who those guys were yet because yep, they'll agree. come. It's a morsel save for later. Yes. Um. But going back to that scene where George, George is his name, right? The ranger? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when George and Travis were talking, uh, we learned that George has all kinds of information about what's going on around the country. And mm-hmm. we find out that Portland's gone, Seattle, Vancouver, San Diego, which they already knew from the logbooks, um, Arizona. Utah and, and Colorado. And Mexico is in is inaccessible because they've closed the border. Right, which is yeah, which is what down. I wanted to talk yeah. about. Mexico is closed, but they're on a boat. What does that matter? Mm-hmm. Right. I think what he was pointing out though is that they had made that I, I I'm imagine, imagining when he said that they closed the borders, it wasn't necessarily the United States closing the border. Mm-hmm. It was Mexico. But it may have been Mexico closing the border. Uh-huh. Um and that they, I think he was trying to point out we don't know what's going on down mm. there. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's closed communication. Everything. And did he yep. say Boulder too, or he said somewhere in Colorado? He said Colorado. He said yeah. Rocky Mountain. He Station. said, uh, yeah, Rocky Mountain okay. State Park. Yeah. Rocky Mountain State Park right. Station. Right. Um, but if he's talking to all those people, I mm-hmm. would hope he was. Yeah. I mean, he was. I would think that he would have learned more information about other areas around the country. Because they're mm-hmm. all talking to people too, so but but that's he said that that's like half the country. So that right there tells you that the entire country is probably gone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's talking about everything up to the Continental Divide, mm-hmm. Joshua Tree and uh, Zion and 
right. Rocky Mountains National Park. All it those places are so gone. Fast. I wonder if it would really spread that fast mm-hmm. if it was if it happened in real life. If people didn't know how to react, well, I mean, if don't. people didn't yeah. take it seriously. I mean, if that happened in real life right now, do you really mm-hmm. think, even after all these TV shows, that people would know how to react? No. No. No, I mean, absolutely if, not. I, 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 that's just no. People lose their minds. I would. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, I'd be shitting yeah, my pants. I, the, <laughs> and every situation's different. I mean, that's just it. Is uh, it? Uh, you know, it can it can go bad so many different ways. I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Ross would even um, run out of his house and just start screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yelling "Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> run for your life!" It's like running in circles. <laughs> You'd be like, "Lorraine, the British are coming! Own. The British are coming!" <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, but you know, if someone's telling you people are biting each other and they're becoming infected, really, you're gonna, be, you know, you're gonna be, and and especially when the government's trying to say, "No, no, no, no! Don't worry, just stay in your mm-hmm. homes." You know, this kind of stuff. Uh, you're not gonna take it seriously. No, not at all that part of it until you actually see it and by the time you see it you know what it's all that's over right. folks well i think that's that's part of the element is it's so it's so out of the realm of reality that it's it's completely and totally utterly shocking nobody is everybody's frozen by yeah. it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it when it, when the people are incapacitated can't defend themselves because of just sheer terror then bam <laughs> i think right. that's the result yeah. right i mean right I, I would imagine that's why it happened. It would, or it could, or would, or what have you. You know, it, it's going to happen as fast as it as it seemed to have happened. You know, here. Yeah. Right. Well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that in mind, what about Travis's character? Because he still kind of bothers me a little bit, especially yeah. with his um, how he approached uh, George, or not George, but the household, and he's yelling outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, to me, but the first first smart move he made though was reaching out his hand to shake uh, George's hand. Yeah, that's true. Sure. But I mean, the guy is. Uh, it, it, to me, it seemed like he was taking a huge chance there with everybody else standing out in the open. And what I obviously did to uh, to uh, Maddie too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was going to smack him. She was like, "Shut up." Well, I think I think that Travis he's still very innocent, and he wants to hold on to the little mm-hmm. bit of humanity that is left. And he wants to assume that people that he meets along the way are going to be nice. And I think he still considers everything to be a very temporary situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, the, that society is going to come back. Well, I think that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. The temporary. But he was the person who said, no, let's not pick up those people on that boat last week. Right. Right. Uh-huh. He made them well, I think he's going. warring with himself on that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think he does. And same with Maddie. I mean, I think... I think she's really warring with herself on her wanting to save somebody, but uh, but the practicality. Well, she was yelling at Nick for being stupid for jumping off the boat at the start of the episode. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I loved her line. That was great. And well, his line was awesome Mm -hmm. because he was like, "We are supposed to be saving people, right?" Right. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I shit you not, though. I like that. I'll smack you. I shit you not. Yeah. I'll leave you in the ocean. Yep. Well. I think that's I think that's partly why Travis is also wrestling with the idea that he just that he witnessed his son Chris killing those infected that were at the fence, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. he said something about how um, you know, he was just playing video games and mowing the grass and you know all these right. normal everyday things, yeah. and now here he is yeah. with a pickaxe taking it to somebody's head through a fence. Yeah. 
And not just yeah. once, but multiple times. It's crossing that line and taking the temporary away. That was you a know, great scene, like, I, I thought. I mean, it kind of like put everybody back and like, wow, yeah. I mean, this is a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But and, I still wanted to smack smack Travis upside the head and said, you know what? Just accept it, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> take, no, take a hack but, yourself. Get the hack. Get the yeah. hatchet and take a hack. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just the fact that it brought it back to, you know, this is uh, my kid who, you know, because it seems like all what we've seen of, you know, of um, of Chris so far has been like, you know, he's been troubled, right? Mm-hmm. And so Travis just saying, you know, not long ago he was you know, cutting the grass, playing video games. It just brings it back to the, the whole, again, like, you know, the, the youth element, the kid element, right. you know, the innocence, I guess. Of I, I am ready for uh, Chris to start accepting his dad you know i mean yeah get past the bullshit yeah let's yeah, let's yeah. move on from that his yeah. the moping is is a little old yeah. um but i did think he made strides i mean i do think that 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 there is some end to that when he was dealing more with nick than with uh with his dad who chris Just, yeah okay yeah you know even when even when nick was you know going off to play with the kids in their room right. he told asked him to come along with him and sure instead of just you know chris has been one to just kind of look at people wander away mm-hmm. he he reacted to it he said no no no, i'm okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you know but I, I feel sorry for these parents especially travis because travis is trying to hold on to a little bit of his old life and and he's slowly coming to the realization that his kid's never going to graduate from high school. He's never going to go to college and have all of those, you know, child childhood um, milestones experiences. and experiences. The, Ran- the Rangers will never win the Stanley Cup. Never. Again. <laughs> Ever. It, it, it took him 80-something years to get the second one. <laughs> But but he's slowly coming to the realization that these things are never going to happen, and and I'm sure it's not it's not easy for him to understand all that or to take it mm-hmm. in. And then on the flip side, it's not easy for Chris. I mean, he's a little douchebag, and that look that he gave his dad when he was leaving the beach after killing those walkers or infected. Yeah, I was like, oh, you little yeah. pissant. But I'm sure it's not easy for him too to understand why his dad had to kill his mom and then. Later on, he sees, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but he sees Melissa getting killed on the on the dock by her own son. And, you know, all these things are just coming to a head for him, and he doesn't understand yet because he's still a child, basically, inside. I think he's getting it, though. I think I think it's starting to well, click. Well, yeah, I think it is, too. I think the same thing is happening for Travis. It may, it may cl- right, it may click late for his, his relationship with his dad, but I think Chris is starting to come out of his fog as far as dealing with everybody else. I think when Maddie mm-hmm. reached out to him the week before right. and, and explained to him that she would never let somebody she loves turn into that. Yeah. I think it reached him a little bit. Yeah. I think so, too. You he know? needed somebody to be nice to him. Right. And Nick Nick reaching out to him, I think, is starting to take effect. The same with, with Alicia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think the, those folks are the ones that are going to really kind of pull him out of his shell. Yeah. Um, but... Away. Spe- speaking of Nick, now I tell you what, guys, if they if they could pull a little bit further away from this drug addiction with him, he is a great character. Yeah, great character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, his his scenes with the kids and all, Frank Delaney. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. are great. Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy's really good. And I loved his, um, he has a lot of survival inst- uh, intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was talking about the fact about them going Jim Jones on him. The, the scene he had where he and Alicia were out on the deck talking about um, the situation. Yes. And, and he said, um, he said that, you know, there's something, there's something wrong here or there's something off here. Yeah. And Alicia said there's something off everywhere. But he, you could tell he was really analyzing the situation. And I think Travis should be relying on him more than anybody because Nick's survival instincts and so forth are, are making him very keen on the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the drug addiction part. I mean, exactly. That's what's made exactly. him what it, it, he is. Yeah, and I'm not saying so, the drug addiction should not be part of it. I mean, the, the more he puts it behind him. Now, if he goes back into in the full flame, you know, getting into the drugs and all again, I'm going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, but his character right now with having that background, but being a productive character... Mm-hmm. you know intuitive and so forth i love it i think he's a great character but i mean obviously you see scott how relevant and necessary it was for this particular episode for them to showcase that still right that he's fighting with it yeah yeah i mean because you know i mean that ultimately led to him finding the power pills and all that stuff and right right you know i, I mean the power pills I love um that. you know i mean I, you know because i mean it was it started off with him you know okay i'm in the house i'm in the medicine cabinet yes. i'm rifling through everything you know Mm-hmm. Just seeing what he can find. I don't know. I, I, I my my take on that is I don't think that's going to go away, because it doesn't go away. It's gonna. It's gonna. No, I agree with you. There. But I hope they focus more on the survival instincts that came because of that than the drug addiction itself. Right. I see your point on that. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Because I think it makes him a much more uh, agreeable um, character. Right. He's he's strong. He's strong even without the addiction or with the yeah. the fight with addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of enjoying it just because of the fact that when we were um, hypothesizing last time, going looking into the the story last time, we were talking about how Strand was probably stringing him along on stuff. Right. And then you oh, see yeah. him like still going looking for pills, looking for bottles, and searching through. And in fact, I think they even on AMC's site they had some photos from the next episode where he's rifling through someone else's bag for sure. bottles so yeah hey well let me let me ask you this then here this is something that occurred to me and i think i even mentioned it to kim in a text last night maybe not i'm i'm starting to wonder if strand knew nick ahead of time mm. or knew about nick ahead of time from his father because strand makes a point of pointing out to him you know he says he calls him nick nicholas i think and and uh Nick tells him, please don't call me that. And he goes, oh, that's because that's your father called you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's just being insightful, though. Yeah. It could I mean, be. It I... could be. But there's a lot of mystery behind the father. Do we yeah. know what the dad did? Did we find out no. he was a cop? We don't know what he did. We don't mm-hmm. know anything about no, him. No, I don't think we know anything about him. Okay. Maddie's whole backstory and so forth is still out there. Yep. I, th- I thought we had found out he's a cop, but maybe I'm mistaken. Because so, I was going to say, if that's true... And Strand is a government person, like some people have speculated that maybe there's a connection there. But I'm I'm still wondering if maybe Strand has something to do with the drug trade, especially since know. he wants to go to Mexico, and he's got all kinds of money that we don't know where it came from. Well, That's the only reason to get to Mexico. Hey, well, did I know? <laughs> 
<laughs> no. And I'm going did to pinatas. Did I call it or Tacos. not? Tacos. Did I call it or not? It's Taco the Tuesday. Guy was not talking to himself on the phone. You oh, did. I know. Yeah. Scott, that was perfect. Well placed. Yeah. No, he was. You're right. He wasn't. And you know the the weird thing to me was how um, nonchalant it seemed, that, or how, you know. Uh, uneventful it seemed that they brought that about in the in this show he's just hanging out in the diner talking yeah. to somebody but it's also obvious he's not in charge no. yeah because he was kind of he was, was kind of making promises to. yeah, yeah he was, he was like being dictated to so i will be there i promise i'll be there or something like mm-hmm. that yeah by sundown so yep. you, you you figure i mean not much time is he doesn't they don't have a, a ton of time to work with no you know um i, I figure it's fairly early in the day now still mm-hmm. yep but they need to be somewhere by sundown yep exactly he's got to move yeah and he was waiting for the quote-unquote pirate ship to disappear so that they disappear. can get out of the cove that's right so do you think they're going to come back on radar though yeah yes. yeah oh because they're going to so. sweep back yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah oh that ain't over got it. no no that ain't over we got pirates folks pirates I know. I want to see some pirates. At the same time, I don't. Oh, come on now. Don't be that way. Is Johnny oh, Depp going could... to be there? Possibly. Captain Jack I Sparrow. cannot find that quote. Mm. Which one? <laughs> the quote of what Strand says to the guy on the phone. Strand says, it's me. Yes, it's all clear now. What's the latest you can push it? Sundown? I'll be there. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. and I think he was alerting them to the fact that he was clear to the, you know, that he was going to get clear of that other yeah. shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, that's not a problem. Now so what is the like what is the relevance of what Daniel found when he went a rummaging? Man, Daniel has some balls, doesn't he? He does. I yeah. was scared the entire that, time he was that doing safe. that. Yes. Yeah. And well, he. What else did he find other than the gun? Well, he found maps. He found all kinds maps of maps, and, Baja, and he found that's and when so he was forth. like, oh, Mexico. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's yep. right. Yep. So obviously they're going south of the border. Yep. So. Well, uh, yeah. The whole time Strand is just telling him. Yeah, I mean he's just saying we need to get to San Diego, San Diego, San Diego. But he's probably just been bullshitting them the whole time, right? Knowing full well he's going right. to Mexico. I don't know. His reaction when they found out San Diego was gone was really shocked. That's what I was gonna say. He acted you know, like he was genuinely upset that. I San think Diego he really was thought gone. they were going to be able to go to San Diego first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he did that with all of them there, obviously. Well, when he found out, I don't know. I, yeah. I think maybe he's putting on a. He's still putting on an act. He was just kind of playing the. Com- he was playing them off, though. I mean, he I said, don't know. Don't, I don't know. He, he said, "Don't take genuine. that as the Bible truth." Right. I, I, I was thinking that was more genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Scott. You think so? Because he he did look he looked a little confused. Like, what? What are you talking about? Well, mm-hmm. he's going to be a little stressed out that all of a sudden his crew is going to be like, "Let's turn around." Mm-hmm. You know, so he's got to quell them, you know? Well, yeah, Heard I mean, that's a good and point. And say, listen, you know, hey, whatever they're saying may not be true. Whatever's in the logbook may not be true. Because I think Travis even argues that point, too. He's like, well, what the hell do they have to lie about? Yeah. But they kept going. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, the Strand's saying, listen, we're not stopping. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they don't know where to go, so Mm-mm. they're just going to keep heading in that direction. In that general, They were just looking for a place to hide at that point. The interesting thing will be coming up, though, is he's saying he has no problem getting down there now because the pirates aren't after him. Mm-hmm. And now Travis and them know, because of the ranger, that uh, San Diego's gone, so what the mm-hmm. hell are they going to now? Mm-hmm. 
Right. So we'll see if there's an argument on the ship in the next coming episode. Could be. And I think there I think the general feeling will be, well, we're just gonna keep going south until we find something. We know we know that anything to the north is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they've already mentioned everything up in the northwest and all has been burned down. Right. So there's no reason to go as far as even at Vancouver. Right. So the only place we can go is down. Right. So they're gonna head south. They just don't know what's going on beyond the border with Mexico. They could go to Hawaii. I don't. No. I don't know if that boat is built for that. They said yeah, it, it is. It's a little too far out of reach. It's three thousand miles, and that boat goes a little over three thousand miles. Yeah, but you're. But that's on a straight course, right? Yeah, in perfect yes. conditions. In and perfect all that kind conditions, of stuff. Mm-hmm. and they, I keep know. saying Easter Island. <laughs> Easter Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get some big heads. Um, you can see the walkers coming. There's not many trees. This is true. <laughs> uh just throw them overboard uh i yeah it does they're not even bringing up hawaii so i don't think that that ship's built for hawaii well we shall see yeah there's filming in mexico i know that yes i know that too so they're definitely going south you could just ride the current damn it you guys just get to hawaii yeah I, i was saying i was hoping they'd be you know going to the great white north you know, yeah, no. they pretty much they pretty much put that out. Going to visit Sarah Palin in Alaska or something. Exactly. You know? I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> I can see walkers from my house. I can see Russian <laughs> zombies from my house. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool though, right? Just to see what <laughs> of we course. don't. Russian zombies. Well, yeah, yeah. They just walk like around with thrones with the white walkers. Empty bottles of <laughs> vodka and yeah. <laughs> They float up there. They float. Yeah. Um, well, let me say this. I think it's time for to take a momentary break. What do you guys think? Okay. Yeah? Sure. Good. All right. Do it. Do it. All right. We're going to take a little break here, folks. I wanted that heat so bad I could taste the fire on your breath. I want it in your storm so bad I could taste the lightning on your breath I watched you hold the sun in your arms while he bled to death Hey everybody, we're back from our break. <clears throat> so so what did you guys think about um, the little demon girl? Oh god, that was creepy. That's that was like a good I mean, horror. It was like it was. a Children I mean, of the Corn type of thing, you know, almost. Yeah. I love the way she gave her first zombie sigh. That was awesome. Yeah. Little Willa. <laughs> yeah. And she was going zombie on getting ready to munch down a mom. And then, of course, Dad. Good old George. George just kind of, fuck it. Sits down. <laughs> I know. He just sits down and yep. waits to be chomped on. Yep. Yeah, it was surprising that he didn't show up again. I was like, I, th- I thought he said he was going to take care of this situation. Or no, he was no, take he, care was, of it. he was. No, he wanted them no. to take the kid out of there, and he was just going to accept it. Wow. No, uh, um, Madison says, "No, you can't hold her. It's not sta- safe to hold her." And he said, "She knows. Get Harry away from this. He can't see this." And then Travis, Travis said, "Come with us. You can't save them." And then ranger gary or what's his name uh george, george mm-hmm. said george, yeah. i'm not going to and then he sits down in mm-hmm. the room mm-hmm. and that's it yep yep so he chose to get bit because he wanted to die with his family right right on right. right but he did change soil. his mind about the child he was saying get go ahead and get him out of there 
Well, you know, he might have just meant get him out of the room. No, I don't right. think so. I think, no, I think he had changed I, his mind. I think he had been like, he saw the horror of this and he was just like, save the kid. Hmm. The rest of well, us are done for, but save him. Yeah. But but how did how did Willa find those pills? She I mean she saw him put them back. Right. She watched Nick. That's but right. How could she she reach walked up in the that room. High? She got on the stool. She, she got on climbed chair. up there. Yeah. She yeah. saw that. Thought it was pretty cool. No, nah, I mean Nick blew yeah. it. I guess. I mean Nick definitely looked guilty towards the end of the episode. Oh yeah. Oh he was he was like in he shock. He felt right. like the weight of the world was on him for mm-hmm. what just happened. Yep. But. Nonetheless, that was a really cool scene. It really the, was. The fact that they brought a kid into it, mm-hmm. and this kid turned out to be a monster that mm-hmm. ended up killing her family. Mm-hmm. Classic. It was just like The Walking Dead. And and they wanted, you could tell by the editing, they wanted more in there, but the editors told them they had to take some out. Yep. Because it was very very quick slashes type stuff, because I know... You could tell there was probably more to it in that. Yeah. They really edited that down. Because they had to. I mean, you, that was a gruesome scene. I, I was imagining a lot more blood. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the mom at the end walking down the dock, she's just drenched in blood. I bet mm-hmm. there was blood splatter and just gore. Yeah. Your favorite part. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. She got down to the dock pretty quick. Yeah. Well, she's she got tennis shoes on. So <laughs> No, she was barefoot. Damn it, Kim. Sorry. Wouldn't she, did she fall down the stairs and I then pick herself up? And then... I don't I don't think she would notice. Yeah. Um, but that scene, the, the, the ending scene with, uh, there was a lot going on in that scene. Yeah. Um, with uh, uh, Seth coming back to, to take, um, God, Harry. what's the kid's name? Harry, thank Harry. you. Um, <laughs> but, you but, but it was interesting because Seth, was accepting that that you know he even said i know what's up there so he knew his family was already gone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and but he still wanted to to get harry and stay there and that scene where he you know where the mother was coming and he turns to harry and he says turn around and wave yeah goodbye that was so sad mm-hmm. and madison's trying to wave to him mm-hmm. but it's killing her uh as they shoot the mother. Yeah. I, I thought that was one of the most powerful scenes they've had. Yeah, that was rough. And then to see them standing over her body after it was all mm-hmm. done and just looking at her. I mean, how do you explain that to this little boy? Yeah. And, you know, and another interesting aspect to that whole scene was something that, that actually sprang up earlier, which was the deal with, with uh, Daniel and and his reaction to things during the episode mm-hmm. because i did think it was it was a really interesting and telling conversation that he had with ophelia where ophelia was talking about the fact that she was accepting the world as it was oh, right because it helped her understand her dad mm-hmm. and that it was a cruel world mm-hmm. that's why she understood him and and his reaction at the end you know, when Ophelia said to him, can't you do something? And he said, the boy's got a gun. Yep. And he walked away and didn't look back. Hmm. I, see, now, yeah. when I saw that, I thought that was more out of just, out of spite, basically. That this kid oh, had just yeah. held them all up with the rifle on the boat and was waving his gun around. I don't think so. 
don't, I don't think so. It was like he's going to do what he's going to do. He because when that when the gun went off, he you could see he just kind of deflated a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was bothering him, but he had he 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 was a hard man and he had to be hard. Yeah, and that's why he was kind of cold to his daughter, just like the boy's got a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He'll that take was a care rough scene. But it, but it, but it just added to the power of that, and I think it added to me. I think it you know. It actually brought more relevance to Ophelia to me mm-hmm. in this, and more depth to Daniel, their conversation. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I really thought for the first time, I really felt like there was some kind of explanation, even though we all we all kind of knew what the problem was between the two, but it was defined at that moment. Mm-hmm. And Ophelia's analyzing her father based on how the world was was strong. I thought that was a very good, it was a, a very strong scene, and I think it will, will it will come to fore a lot more in the future. Yeah. I thought it was also interesting, um, the conversation between Madison and Strand in that very last mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And Strand gets all pissed off, and he comes down the stairs, and he's like, what is this? And, and he tells Madison to, um, well, he asks Madison, what have you done now? And she said, we're taking him with us. And he said, put it. What do you say? Put it back. Put him back where you found him, as if he was like some animal or mm-hmm. something that she found out in the yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. He said, "Children are the definition of of useless." Yeah, or dead, dead weight. weight. Children are the are the essence of dead weight. And she got right in his face. Uh huh. Loved I, it. I cannot Loved wait it. for next episode because mm-hmm. that's probably gonna come to fruition. And even though the kid stepped in there, she backed off, or he backed off. Yeah. You could tell. I mean, he was just kind of like, holy shit, this woman's, she's uh, she's going to go all uh, craziness well, on me. I think he's seen the interna- the interactions between Travis and and her, and he knows that she's, she's a woman that can stand on her own. I mean, she was a guidance counselor, for God's sakes. She's had to deal with all kinds of crazy shit over her years of school, and, um, yep. and she can handle herself, mm-hmm. and he knows it. Yeah. yeah, and she's had doubt. to deal with with the drug addict son this whole time. Mm-hmm. So she's not stupid. She's been around the block. She knows what's going on. So. I mean, I think it also really, you know, when she hit him with that, it really said to him, he may be not as in control of this situation as he thought he was. Yeah, you could see it on his face. He was kind of like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think be- they were hint- they were hinting at that like the whole right. episode, right? That he was not as in control as he thought he was, because I think they left us with last episode that, where he was like, "This is my fucking boat," right? Or my yeah. And Daniel boat. questioned about the fact if it's even his boat, right? And he said, "Well, you know, I'm the what was the comment about like I'm not scared of solitude or something like right. that." Right? Daniel's and, like, and, "No, we'll stay with." Well, you. yeah, we're gonna hang out with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I Daniel insist. definitely challenged him in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, now, did you mention what Ophelia was saying to um, to Daniel, though? Uh, like, their conversation when they're yes. hanging out on the boat. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. That's the, I, I missed that you were going into that. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The fact that she, she under, because she was understanding the world, she understand, understood him more. Because she was start, Yeah, because she was starting to Because it was a under- cruel world, and yes. he's a cruel man. Yep, yep. Right. Okay. She didn't like him. But she right. was understanding it. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's I think that's going to be a very important uh, aspect of this. And it I like that it fe- that it kind of gave a little bit more relevance to her. Mm-hmm. Because right now she's been kind of a cardboard piece in the background. Yeah, she hasn't really had much uh, part to play in anything. Right. Um, there, but so. she may become the next practical one. I mean, she may become the next one that's like, screw it, let's go out there and kill them. There was another quote between the two of them that I loved, and that's when um, Ophelia said, well, why don't we just stay here? And Salazar said, we'd have to be invited. And she's like, really? That's yes, very right. of us. Great. That was a great quote. <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> Like she, She's like, who are you kidding? Like, my dad's what? supposed to be a hard ass and takes yeah. whatever he wants. Yeah. But no, he still has some sort of humanity to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really He's liking... He's a vampire. I'm, <laughs> I'm really liking their relationship a little bit more. There's a lot to be learned from that relationship. I think I think in this episode in total, and in the two episodes together, really, uh, other than maybe what's happening with Travis... Uh, I really think that these episodes have given these characters a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. I think we've learned a lot about these characters that we didn't even get last last right. season. Right. They, they've added more layers, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. what? That's what we complained about last year. Yeah. Right. Right. Good point. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Well, because the, all they were giving us was character development with nothing going on around. Right. And now the the um, environment is creating the character development. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good and, point. And the, we didn't have the environment before. It was just them stuck in a neighborhood. Right. And they were always just reacting to things. Now they're actually taking proactive uh, actions in dealing with the situation, even though, you know, they're still at the mercy of whatever is out there. But they're at least doing something instead of just sitting in a pen that the military set up for them in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Right. Plus, they're on a pretty sweet boat. That's a sweet boat. <laughs> it's a yacht. I like that cabin. I liked uh, Maddie and, uh, and 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 what's this, Travis's cabin. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> I did. It was yeah. nice. The whole boat is the ship, the yacht, whatever you want to call it. This is awesome. It's beautiful. I don't think I want an eel, but no. it was no. a cool boat. It didn't look like any. I, I think everybody was running away from that meal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did like. I did like Strand when he said, uh, you know, when uh, Daniel was pressing him about the fact that he he was planning. He must have been planning on dumping some people because of his supplies, and he was like, "We'll manage. We got water." And we got a good fisherman like you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. I thought that was funny. I don't too. think Strand has any nabs or any uh, Doritos on there or anything. Like <laughs> any that. nabs? <laughs> I think he does. He's got a whole container of Skittles under his bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be touching my stash. Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> and Pabst Blue Ribbon to make Stu happy. Oh, sweet. <laughs> PBR and Rolos. <laughs> So, <laughs> the, bre- the breakfast of champions. <laughs> I had a couple of. That would have been awesome if he if Daniel opened up his his locker there and it was just like Doritos and shit. Jolly Ranchers, just a bunch of junk food. <laughs> Man gets hungry when he's turns into like a twinkie. Yeah, it's like it's like porn mags and junkies and stuff. He like looks around and closes it. Yeah, like shit. And they pan over to Strand. He's eating like Mentos out of the, you know. Yeah, he's like, "What do you blame me? That's a hu- that's a huge bottle of lotion you got there, buddy." 
<laughs> you like blow up dolls and stuff. I love being the only like, girl so, on this. Salazar so trying to find the maps, and it's a bunch. God. Exactly. A bunch of inflatables. Exactly. All right, I'm sorry. All right, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't mind me over here. It's okay. Just it's right. go about your business. Uh, Cam, you're feel, just one feel of the guys. free to throw in some sort of girly thing at any point, Cam. <laughs> Big black. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went there. Uh, okay. okay. So I do so, have a few notes about the episode that I wanted to point what? out. Notes? That's yeah. crazy. When... Okay. <laughs> When Nick and his sister are sitting on the boat at night by themselves and they're talking under the stars, I could swear that Nick's accent was breaking. You could hear his yeah. British accent coming out a little bit. That's the one th- I totally agree with you. That's the one thing that he's he's having a little bit of a hard time with. I, I, sometimes I feel like he's got a New York accent going on. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes it's just kind of bland American and then... And then, like you said, sometimes you hear a little bit of the uh, the British or the Australian tang coming out of yep, it. Yep, yep. But uh, like his outfits, he's struggling with that part. <laughs> but at least he changed his shirt. And his pants fit better. Yeah, he's got an Abigail shirt on now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was the song that we heard by Ohio. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Is that the one when, when Alicia was walking through the compound? Yeah, and she drew her swirly heart on the board. Yep, yep, yep. And mm-hmm. the lyrics were, every la- every love is your last love, every kiss is a goodbye. And I was like, oh, God. So sweet. Well, thank you for bringing that yeah, into yeah, the yeah, picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, it was a very pretty song. No, I thought it was very nice. I agree. And I thought Alicia's character was actually pretty good in this episode. Yeah, she wasn't as annoying Mm. this time. No, I liked her conversation with uh, Nick. I thought that they had a good conversation. Yeah. They they was a good um, brother-sister type of conversation. Yeah, Yeah, it felt a lot more like that. You mean talk about the uh, ring ring around the rosy? Oh, I thought that was beautifully placed. That was the other thing I was going to bring up when she changed the entire story about what the posies meant. Right. Because I think she realized the irony of that entire story. Uh, and there's speculation on whether that was changed or not. I think from everything how, I've heard about yeah, that story. Did, well, explain it is. yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> there's, just a, there's a there's a lot of theories out there that it did have to deal with the Black Plague. No, no, yes. no. I know that part. Mm-hmm. Well, the changing part. What are you talking about? What did she change? I don't. I don't think I caught it. Well, she changed the story to say that it was. Um, she said the flowers were supposed to make people feel better, but it was actually supposed to hide the, yeah. the, the smell. smell. Right. Yeah, right. right, right. Put posies in your pocket. Right. Yeah, I don't think that... I, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, you wouldn't mention that to a kid. Right. You wouldn't say that the smell was so awful you needed posies in your pocket to get by. Exactly. No, she was playing it off as, in place of medicine, it was supposed to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In essence. Yeah. Right. But now, I thought, of course, you know, there's a lot of people out there who think it's bullshit that, that that's about the Black Plague. But I don't know. I You know, it sure seems to be a nursery rhyme that seems to be from that time period and so forth. Yeah, it makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, it makes so, perfect sense, really. You know, yeah. You think about it. Anyways, I just really like that that was even put in the storyline and the mm-hmm. fact that she mm-hmm. changed mm-hmm. it when she she was... 
She realized when she was talking to a child that maybe this is not the best thing to say right now uh-huh. and realized the irony of the entire, you know, Yeah, she showed song. maturity. She showed maturity. Right. And, and I thought it was great that they used her to bring that forward. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it, again, it gives more depth to the character. Mm-hmm. The girl has evidently has got a good knowledge of things. She She's uh, very well read. Yeah, and uh, and she understands enough to understand that when you're dealing with children, you have to do this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's not the brat that she's been. No, and I think they um, they brought both Alicia and Nick out as being very intelligent mm-hmm. at the very start of the whole series, and she's kind of disappeared from that. I mean, she doesn't like shown as much intelligence as Nick right. has. Now, of course, you know, with uh, uh, Chris. We have no idea. No. No. His has all just been... He's he's just Mr. Shutdown, mm-hmm. or as like Ross was saying, Mr. Processing. Like, he's mm-hmm. just still trying to get through uh, the death of his mom right now, I guess. He's, like, getting through everything. Know. Every time. Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's every... There's something new every teenage time angst, that kind of gets added he's to all... the pile. I mean, I liked his... I, I really <laughs> thought his character was coming around a little bit when he had that whole thing about seeing the, the light in the... Uh, "Quote unquote safe zone around where they were." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. there was something interesting that was going to come of his character from that. Right, and that, and I, and then I'd he still, just went back to brooding again. I still think that's disappointing that they didn't do anything. Yeah, with I agree. That. I agree. Lost opportunity. But yeah, that was the uh, someone was playing with a mirror or something, a reflection that yep. he was seeing up right. in the hills. Right, and then they, they were... saw the gunshot. Maddie saw the gunshots later on. Yep. 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 And then the final thing I was going to notice or note is that the title of the episode, We All Fall Down, just goes with ashes, mm-hmm. ashes, we all fall down. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Bring yep. around the rosy. Yep. So yep. they tied it all together. So, yeah, it was good. I, I, I got to say, in general, I love this episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought it, I, I thought it was it was my favorite one of the series so far, season one and two. Um just from start to finish, like Stu was saying, I was, I was, I was wanting. It left me wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I was gypped of anything. Um, and uh, what I really enjoyed about it, again, I can't say enough, is is the the contrast, the the horror of the situation, and the and the and the beauty of you know the the beautiful scenery mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they uh, the environment they were placed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with very powerful, very powerful. It was good. Um, yeah, and it, it, to me, I just, again, I'm going to get back to the fact I love that it was a self-contained episode. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's nice to see something like that. I don't want that every week. You know, we we have a general thing going on. I'm, I'm excited about next week. I mean, I from the too. previews and so forth, I think right. that looks great. We're finally going to see yeah. our Flight 462 come into play. Yep. And I think that's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm very excited about this season. I think they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I hope I hope they keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right. they are going to. I mean, a lot of this is going to be very self-contained. I mean, they're on a boat. Yeah. Yep. So there's not really a much where people can get away mm-hmm. from the storyline or different separated storylines. But uh, I think, um, yeah, it's it's above and beyond what I thought it was going to be, especially mm-hmm. coming out of. of the first six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you all get the impression that the, the, um, their time on the yacht here is going to be short lived though? Absolutely. I really you do. Know? Yeah. I, I, I agree. Think, 
the the other vessel is going to show up and they're gonna have to jump ship um <laughs> regardless i mean you know <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um so i mean it's i agree it can only go so far with, well with just that, we'll just know. have to see what mexico brings them right mexico is bringing something well you i mean you got yeah two major dynamics that are happening right now they got to go meet someone and then mm-hmm. there's someone out in the ocean still looking for them so exactly. yeah which so i think we'll find out who they are very soon i i just yep. i get that that impression i mean that almost they're just gonna pop right back up as soon as they they leave the cove i think we'll yeah. find out who they are before we'll find out who strand is going to meet i agree mm-hmm. yeah agreed i agree all right yeah. no wait no wait wrong <laughs> no we need somebody to disagree well um, so look at me that brings us <laughs> to our listener feedback we actually did have some people Right into us this week about this what? particular episode. What? So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So from our Twitter feed, at Psychedelic Ford said, Very awesome episode. Didn't want it to end. Strand got some peeps down in Mexico. Can't wait to see who's on the end of that line. <laughs> nice. Excellent. I love reading these. They're funny. Um, <laughs> I think we all agree with you, though. <laughs> We also had somebody write in, uh, at Zeminski6, said, How are they safe in Mexico? Are there any infected there? That's a hell of a good I'm question. Sure That's are. a great question. If the inf- um, I'm sure they're not in Cancun. That's I mean, on Cancun, the other side I'm of the sure country. Fine. So that's where they should go. They should that go is on the other side of the country. But yeah, all we know at this point is that mm-hmm. the border is shut down. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's like a news blackout from that side. Yeah, so we don't know shit about it. And that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a great question. And you're, you're heading into the unknown. Yeah, and I think that's what they realize. Uh, they don't know what they're getting into. They know what they, like like uh, Maddie put it, she said, well, we know not where not to go. Right, right. She said, we know where not but to go. But I think go. if the so, entire United States is overrun, we can pretty much assume Mexico is probably affected. Well, what about that wall Mexico was building? <laughs> <laughs> but there are airplanes. There are airplanes. <laughs> well, we know we do know that cobalt probably didn't reach down there, so right. there might be even more mm-hmm. infected down there. Or there might be less. Maybe they there had a way. Less. Maybe they had a maybe, way. Yeah, maybe refried beans keep the infected away. Now or that's co- very that's just that's just not right. Or to, back to Cozumel, that would be the place to be because that's the uh, what? That's an island in Mexico, right? Yeah, that's true. Right. That's yeah. true. Even though the island of Catalina, no, <laughs> Katrina, Katrina, in this Katrina episode, wasn't yeah. doing too well on that. Not so great. <laughs> <laughs> Not Half so. the people are pickled there anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. pickled. And then we had we had uh, at FLDM fan say, uh, I think we'll get plenty of character development this season. Which we, I think we said that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Totally agree uh, with you. Totally agree. But we want you. more story development as well. Mm-hmm. It'll come mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Which we're getting now. Right. Which I think the season now. has brought right. both. I thought yeah. the season has brought both very well so far. A nice yeah, mix bring, of both. Bringing the noise. Yep. Yep. Oh, some PE in full effect. So, <laughs> guys, we also got some new reviews on iTunes this week or over the past couple Shut weeks. Shut up. No. Yeah, say it ain't so. It's true. <laughs> um, 
one of them is really good and the other one's not so good. But that's okay because well, right. we will take it all. We're just really glad that people actually wrote in. So if you're going to take if you're going to take the time to write then yeah, we're going to share it. Yes, without we, a doubt. We encourage the feedback. E- even if it's bad. Right, even the negative feedback we take it to heart, believe it or not. Right. Shit, Scott brings negative feedback every sure week. Does. I do, and everybody takes it at heart. <laughs> yeah, we're used to negative, <laughs> negative town. <laughs> negative town. <laughs> exactly. What do you think I get from my students? I know. Uh, I know. Well, Kim and Dixon, who gave us five stars. How about that? Yay! Uh, I appreciate the perspectives and opinions from the show. Uh, Kim, Scott, and Stuart, uh, the three. The three work well together and are passionate about the show. I enjoy their different points of view. I know all three, uh, which makes it much more awesome. Kim and I team up together and volunteer at the Walker Stalker conventions. If you haven't listened yet and you are a true fan, you should give them a try. Yeah, that's my friend Kim from Tennessee, and she and I work the panel room together. So thanks, Kim, for leaving us a review. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Um, And then... Our not-so-nice review, I mean, it was a good review, but, you know, whatever. Um, he, James Sweeney wrote in to iTunes and gave us one star. And bear with me when I read this because there's really not any um, punctuation. So it was a little difficult to understand exactly what you were trying to say to us, James, but I think we got the gist of it. But um, he said, they forget quotes. They don't focus on the points. They rather bag the characters and the plot. If you just want to bag on the show, why even watch? I respect opinions for sure, but really just bag on the whole episode. Negan had to go on and on. It's his reveal. Kim, thank God, focuses and moves the plot along. Thank you, James. It's oh, That's why you read this th- one. That's why I read this one, because at least I get a good thing. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, it's not Rick's fault. Glenn ran off after Daryl, and Maggie got pregnant. But yeah, it's Rick's fault, totally, for standing up to the villain where the villain gets them. Not a huge fan. Better podcast with better reviews. Good and bad opinions as well without bagging. So obviously he's talking about the season finale of The Walking Dead from a couple of weeks ago. Which we were very negative which- about. Scott was very yeah, negative we, about some of us. Some of us. Yeah, some Scott, of us. Oh, I think Scott, you came us. out of the okay, gate saying right. it sucked. Yeah, I hated it. At once. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really did. <laughs> but you know, James, I, I, I listen. I do. See, I do see what you're saying, and and believe it or not, I do agree with you. I, matter of fact, when uh, Kim and I were discussing this after we we read this, the first thing we said is, "Man, I wish. I hope he listened to the next episode." Mm-hmm. Because we had so exactly. much fun with the with the new season of Fear, um, and that opening episode, that uh, I think it might change your opinion on us a little bit on that respect. Um, but uh, but listen, definitely, you know, I I know what you're saying, and you just happened to catch us on a or catch me <laughs> on a particularly negative night. Um, <laughs> but. That's like seventy five percent. Yeah, exactly. But the, that's it, my like, charm. That's what I bring the, to the show. I think getting that negative review, though, I think is just um, it's it's good to see any feedback. Obviously, uh-huh. we're very uh-huh. accepted of accepting of. But um, we had a lot of people uh, download that last episode, the season finale, uh-huh. and a lot also uh, downloading uh, Fears opener. So it's it's great to see that there's so much interest. Um, uh-huh. 
I think we tripled the amount of of uh, normal traffic that we would get on the site. So, um, you know, please keep keep uh, the interest up and, and share with your friends and, and tell people about what we're doing. Cause yeah. It's, it's and remember, this is our 27th episode, I think, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and we so, still don't know what the hell we're doing. Exactly. We're still learning, folks. <laughs> now, listen, any, any feedback we can get from people on this, it really does... Um, you know, we do take it hard, and we are kind of learning this as we go through it. And uh, so, any kind of help from you guys and so forth on on what you see and that we're doing right, what you see we're not doing right, um, is definitely appreciated. Well, and the other thing is that you're getting our honest opinions. A lot of the podcasts that are out there are big productions, and they're supported by um, um, some. A couple of them are supported by big name people. And, um, or some of them have been around for five or six seasons because they've been, um, reviewing the walking dead and we've only been around for 27 episodes. So, and we're just a bunch of family members getting together to talk about something that we like. I mean, you're hearing the conversation we had before we started doing a podcast. Exactly. That's why we started doing the podcast. Right. Yeah. I think one of the reasons was that we didn't agree on everything. Right. We had a lot of things that we were trying to. We hash hardly out ever and... agree with Scott on anything. <laughs> no, which is very true. <laughs> and outstanding. But, but since we were always trying to hash out, I think that's another important reason why we want to try and get more people to to give their opinions, uh, mm-hmm. bring their feedback to us, because we want everyone else involved in the conversation as well. Absolutely. And um, there's Absolutely. a lot of things we don't know, and it, I think that's part of the fun of. The seven or the six days between episodes is that here we we get to speculate. We get to kind of write our own story and and figure out um, you know what is going to happen, and, and that's part of the fun of the delay. I think we we actually had someone tweet uh, that they wish they could get Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead every day, mm-hmm. and I I responded. I said, well, that's like you want to eat chocolate like all the time. It's like you lose the fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, you know, we, we really want that, that delay. We, we enjoy kind of savor that delay, even though it is kind of torturous. Now the delay between over the summer for six months when, when they don't oh, tell us who yeah. the hell Negan killed that, nah. yeah, that's a little kill. Oh, we know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Ross knows what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But. Who you been talking to, Ross? But <laughs> the point is that we appreciate any feedback, and James, we're thankful that that you at least listened to the show and gave it a chance, and we hope that you'll come back and try again. Maybe you'll have a different opinion. Kim, do you have any news events? I that do. Might let's be let's go for some happy stuff, right? Nice. Okay. <laughs> there was an interview with uh, Dave Erickson, the showrunner. And the interviewer asked him, we had an episode at sea and now an episode mostly on land. Does that sort of represent the balance that we're going to see this season? And he said, yes, that is the balance that we're going to see. Um, he said that I think we realized. <laughs> Thanks. What? No, go ahead. <laughs> Stuart. Yeah. He's, go ahead. <laughs> he said, I think what we realized is as interesting and as beautiful as the seascape might be, a lot of this action has to play on a terra firmer. Tara, yeah, that's right. So, 
terrifying. So we will split it fairly evenly for the first several episodes, and then we'll arrive at some place we can call home. So there you go, a little bit of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. It'll be some place that's safe. And again, playing safe. to what Ross was saying, that we may not have that be on the boat very long. Right. So he says it'll be a place that seems safe, but obviously, you know, something's going to happen. Um, but they are going to le- learn lean towards land for the second half of the season. I think they're yeah. going to Disneyland. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be zombie land. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> That would be very cool. Yes. yes. Get ahead north. I heard they're filming a second one, by the way. Nice. Yeah. As long as they get what's-his-name-in-it-again. He was great. Woody. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably be here in Atlanta again. So I'm going to have to stalk that set. Nice. Nice. A little stalker. <laughs> um. So my next little bit of news is kind of exciting. It was announced last week that Fear, The Walking Dead, has been renewed for a third season. Woohoo! Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. This Very season excited. will be 16 episodes, whereas this one that we're in right now is only 15, and the first nice. one was only six. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And yep. the Talking Dead Fear version has also been renewed. Can I, can I, can I uh, piggyback on that uh, yeah. real quick? Um, I was looking or reading on, uh, I guess it was Variety's website or whatever. They were talking about the ratings of the Fear of the Walking Dead. And they were saying that it's in, it, it's it's interesting that fears ratings are half of what the final episode of the walking dead was but it's still the second most viewed cable show on sundays wow yeah that was actually my next bit of news oh they had that's okay the premiere had 8.8 million viewers Mm -hmm. which made it the number two cable tv show this season yep outside of sports sports events but yes yeah Mm -hmm. yep so it's holding its own, and from what I've seen online, it seems like people are starting to like this show a lot more. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the first season everybody hated, and this these last two episodes have really brought people around. Plus, I still think people are kind of pissed off about the season finale of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you're gonna get we're gonna get the hangers on of people who just need to have Walking Dead. Right. You know, they don't have it. But there, I think people are starting to get into the story of this one. And mm-hmm. that's going to carry forward. Yeah. Well, they're making it easier to not compare the two shows. Mm-hmm. Having it set on a boat is something that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. For a TV show. Mm-hmm. We know that it's been done in the novels. But um, so I think it totally sets it apart. And, it, and having the fresh walkers versus the really decayed ones, and it's just totally different. So, And the real breakdown of society as compared to society's already broken down. Yeah, I, I'm really liking the idea that we're getting bits and pieces of information about what's happening around the country this time. Right. Amen. And, right. And, you know, I keep harping on the nine days that we lost for last season, Mm -hmm. which really pissed me off. It made for a very flat season by doing that. Yeah, Yeah, I I think think they're really making up for it. Just mention of what's happening in other areas is huge. You know, know, I mean, you know, again, in The Walking Dead, it's we've got to get to Alexandria or D.C. rather. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And but there's no real mention of what's happening in. Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, the whole thing. Right? Yeah. Right. And whereas right. here already now they're covering quickly what's happening elsewhere. 
which yeah and, and it's because you know by the time the walking dead comes around uh communication has pretty much ceased to exist mm-hmm. right whereas yeah. where we're watching our folks on right. fear of the Good walking point. dead communication is still alive yeah. um it's 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 fractured it's right. inconsistent but information can get out i think that was one of the most frustrating things i had with season one is that I wanted to hear more information about right. what was going on, yeah. you know, and, and and it was too it was too just in the neighborhood, sure um, for me. Um, so I think that's part of why I'm excited about what's happening with this season. Yeah. Do you all think? Uh, and I'm kind of digressing here, but do you all think that they had to do uh, handle it the way they handled it? maybe to focus more so on those characters rather than lead us astray and make us wander off on, you know, what's happening on a global or countrywide level. You, you know what I'm saying? Am I stretching? Yeah. Am I reaching no, too far? No, I think, but, I think, you know, uh, I think that's what they felt they needed to do. Right. <laughs> and I think it was a mistake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I still think it was a missed opportunity. Me too. I mean, I, think I about how don't... much, think about how much oh, we've developed the characters of these last two episodes, even over right. all of last season. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you They've still, so you still got a, you still have a ton of stuff going on. Right. I mean, it's because of the story that they've been yeah. developed. Yeah. But they slowed it, it was, down. Uh, it was almost done in a cheesy way too. the mm-hmm. last few episodes mm-hmm. of the last, yes, the last season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could a little point bit too PG. Whole... Mm hmm. Well, yeah, I could point out a whole series of things that were just like, why the hell? Like, you know, the characters were on completely different levels of understanding of what was going on, mm-hmm. which somewhat is understandable, but it was just too drastic a contrast. And it was kind of it was kind of clunky, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, it was extremely. It I was mean, extreme. they would have they they vilified some people so much, you know, like the commander of the of the unit there. They vilify him, and then all of a sudden the guy's yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the one yeah uh, the one that was standing out to me was more like when Daniel walked up on their count compound and he had like the entire arena of walkers that <laughs> yeah. were behind him yeah and he was and he said yeah and he was like uh yeah you guys uh having a good night and he kept walking and then like all the walkers came in so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like it was just, <laughs> it was a little too kitschy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but it did kind of speak to the Walking Dead itself though. With the just over, over uh, done walkers, yes, and so forth. I think they were kind of trying to give a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, yeah, Bray's complaining about no walkers. Here you go. There you go. There's right. six thousand right here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe." So my last little bit of news is more celebrity news. Alexander Breckenridge, who played Jesse on The Walking Dead, is pregnant in real life with her first child. And she announced already that it's a boy. So, congratulations. How about that? Yep. How about that? That's all I got. All right. Cigars well, for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a good uh, one to go out on. Yeah, exactly. Happy note. So, next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, which will be Season 2, Episode 3, Ouroboros. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madison confronts Strand about his mysterious destination. Meanwhile, Nick, Alicia, and others... Inspect wreckage of a plane crash. It sounds great. Can't wait. <laughs> um, we don't know who the director is. We don't know who the writer is. Uh, what are your predictions, guys? So for I think they're just they're not telling us any of the writers or directors at all for this se- series or for the season. I don't know what's going on. I don't know I why. why. 
But come on, give these people credit. They're doing a good job. But I was curious about the name of the episode Ouroboros. So I looked it up. Yeah. And it's yeah. the ancient symbol. You remember, have you seen it? It's like a serpent and it's in a circle and he's eating his tail. Yeah, that's eating his, eating yeah. his so tail. It's, yeah. So it yep. symbolizes that life comes full circle. So. And maybe because of our like 462 people yes. coming to. So we know for play. a fact that we're going to finally see Flight 462 next week. And Michelle Aang and Brendan Meyer are definitely on the IMDb for the episode. I saw that. They're both listed mm-hmm. in the credits. Well, you could see them. You could also see them in the previews in the lifeboat. Yes. And, well, uh, I didn't and, realize that was him, but I saw her. Yeah. He's looking pretty bad. Yeah, he, he does, is. I don't, he doesn't make it very far in this, I don't think. I don't think he does either. But there's a lot of other guys on the IMDb credits, too. So I don't know if... I'm wondering if there are other survivors from the airplane or if maybe they're the pirates. They're... they're yeah, or they could Ooh. be the uh, people from the plane that are zombies now. Right. That's true. Because too. I think that's part of what the preview is showing that she's uh, on an island with a bunch of the zombies from the plane. Yeah. They're all just hanging out and playing cards. I don't think so. I think they're no, eating okay. things, Stuart. Okay. <laughs> not peanuts either. No, they're not. They're called ears and fingers and stuff. And nuts. There's Tobias <laughs> in there. It could be poor Tobias. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, but, I think we've nope, covered. I'm not yeah, done yet. Nope. Go, 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 go. Zip, 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 zip. I think we're also going to see a major confrontation between Strand and Madison over what oh, almost much. happened with um, Harry the boy. And I think we're also going to see. Harry a... the boy. <laughs> <laughs> the little boy. <laughs> <laughs> compared to Jojo the Clown. <laughs> Harry the Boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kim. Kill me or Harry the Boy. I couldn't let that one pass. Harry the Boy. <laughs> you and your little dog Toto too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Alright. <laughs> Um, but I think we're also going to see a confrontation between Strand and Salazar over the yep. maps mm. and where Strand intends on taking the boat. Yeah, I think Strand's going to have to, uh, he's going to have to come clean on some stuff pretty soon. Yeah, I think he's going to be confronted mm-hmm. pretty soon. Oh, and yeah. I cannot wait to see it happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's going to, if Salazar will confront him in front of everybody or if it will be in private. Well, I think I think a series of them on the boat are going to want to confront him about uh, why he's, you know, uh, why he's trying to push them into San Diego or Mexico or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what what he's what he knows because he obviously knows more than he's letting on to, and and they have to be able to understand that at least. Yeah, pick up on it. Well, I think Daniel. I think Daniel's going to keep some of this stuff under the under the under his hat. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you know, he found an automatic rifle in there and and i don't think he's mentioned that to anybody um plus the maps and so forth i don't think he shared that so uh we'll just have to see i'm excited to see it i can't wait thank you for joining us everyone for this episode of fear me podcast you can find us on twitter soundcloud stitcher and itunes and you can also find us on facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com 
If you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on the episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. What's our Twitter handle, Stuart? At fearme? Uh, Yeah, at fearmepodcast. At fearmepodcast on Twitter. Keep those reviews coming, folks. Yeah, totally. Um, And we are thinking about doing a contest soon. We're still figuring out the details. But we'll get back to you on that. And Stuart, hopefully, is making some t-shirts. Right, Stuart? Yes. Yes. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, okay. I've got, like, an idea. We're not giving okay. away my Saturn view. <laughs> no. Not going to do that. Who wants a Saturn anymore, anyways? How? You know what they oh, want, though? They, they, want sleeveless, they want sleeveless T-shirts. Oh, oh sleeveless? Yes, yes. Like a wife beater? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, not a wife beater. Sleeveless. Not a wife beater. Just, 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 yeah, just a sleeveless T-shirt. That's yes. good luck. Oi. No. Not happening. But no, a sleeveless sweatshirt. That's oh, even mean. better, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> a billless hat. Let's do a billless hat while we're at it. Oh, God. God. So. I think we brought this puppy to an end. Podcast. Yeah, so. Skull caps and sleeveless sweatshirts. Oh, my God. <laughs> that will not be happening as long as I have anything to oh, do Oh, hell with yeah, it is. Oh, bring it. it. Next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, anyways, we'll be back next week to talk about episode three of Fear the Walking Dead. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. That's a big eye. It's a large ojo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>